How's it going guys, Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, I'm gonna be talking about how to handle stress after recovery because for you watching this right now, maybe you're very limited in what you can do and even thinking about living a normal life again seems impossible and it's scary because you might be thinking, I can barely make it to the washroom or I can barely move within my house or I can barely get through a day without feeling symptoms, just doing the bare minimum. So how am I ever gonna live a life where I can deal with stressors from work or deal with stressors from people or anything that life throws at you because you can just feel super, super delicate. It's hard to even imagine yourself living a normal life again where, where stressors come up. Now, I've been through that journey. There was a time when I didn't even, I didn't think I could even walk again, right? You guys have seen footage on this channel if you've been around long enough and if you haven't already, Definitely look through a lot of the videos on this channel because I literally show you guys where I was. Now, to paint a picture, if you haven't seen those videos, at my worst, I was in a hospital for about two months. They were having to give me oxygen a good amount of time. They had me hooked up to IVs. They didn't know what was going on. I couldn't even roll over in bed. They had to, they had to feed me a lot of times. I couldn't even feed myself. Couldn't even go to the washroom. So it, it was just a really ugly sight. Now, at the time, I never thought I'd be able to handle any regular activities ever again. So it was a pretty terrifying experience, but fast forward a few years and here I am today, I'm able to handle way more stress than I ever imagined I could. I'm able to be a lot busier and try to find balance in that and be more capable of doing things that I did not used to be able to do. Now, I'm not saying it's good to get back to that lifestyle where you're constantly pushing and you're stressed out. I do take days off and take a week off here and there, but it just goes to show how much can change. And you could go from one extreme of not being able to do anything to the other extreme, doing a lot of stuff. So the happy medium is in the middle. But in this video, I wanna share three different examples of very, very stressful situations that I was able to overcome by using the principles I actually learned through recovery. Now, the golden rule in recovery, you probably heard me say it a, a thousand times, by now on this channel. If you're new to this channel, then the golden rule in recovery is your success in recovery is determined by how well you respond to symptoms. Now you can take that same idea, that same concept and apply it to life, but just tweak it. So, you know, I like to think of it this way. Your quality of life is determined by how well you handle stress. And if you think about it, we all know somebody who the smallest thing can stress them out. The smallest thing could completely ruin their day and that's just not a great quality of life to have. You're always waiting for life to happen to you, right? And you're in a very reactive state and you almost go through life feeling like a victim. Now, on the other hand, we all know people who are very resilient. They could go through life and they could go through the most stressful situations, but somehow they're able to crack a joke and they're able to smile and they're able to just be themselves and not lose their composure. You wanna be the person who's able to respond to stress well. Your quality of life will improve once you learn that. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's, it's literally a practice. So I'm gonna give three examples here. The first example is after I got out of the hospital, I started a video production business. Now it started off as a hobby. With hobbies, being a videographer, you're not making much money. At the time, I didn't have really any money. I had to borrow money here and there couldn't even really put gas in the car. So obviously the finances were very stressful, didn't have any income, I couldn't even work. So I was trying to get more projects for this videography stuff because to me it was also a really fun hobby. Now, it was pretty hard getting clients. 
at first. I would actually overcommit to a lot of stuff in terms of the level of complexity of the projects. There was a lot of stuff that people reached out to me for. Hey, you, can you do a photo shoot with me? Can you film? Can you do a photo shoot of this house? Can you film a real estate video? Hey, we just opened up this new shop. I have a friend who runs it. Can you film the shop opening? Could you film this interview with somebody? Could you do a graphic design for this logo? And I was like, sure, 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 let's do it. Um, so it was really stressful at the time. It put a lot of pressure on me, but because I was able to actually enjoy it and I knew that if I didn't let the pressure get to me, if I knew that I had to stay in the, in the state of mind where I'm enjoying this activity that I'm doing, it, it really made it go a lot smoother. Now, there was stress. There were times when I would show up to a shoot and because I was new at the time, there was, there was this one example. I showed up to a shoot, about eight people in a mortgage brokerage we were filming interviews with all of them. And one of the interviews was with three of the owners. So they all took time out of their day. And here I am, 24 years old, fresh out of the hospital. They didn't know that, but I'm filming. And after about five hours of filming, I realized half of the shoot, the mic wasn't even plugged in. And so basically all the footage was lost. Their day, the time they set out, it was a waste of time for them. I look bad, the company looks bad, like my company, Bautista Media. and. I was freaking out for a good few hours and what I realized was what's the worst that could happen? I feel like I just overcame near death in the last year, getting out of the hospital, getting my life back. How did I do that? Because that was definitely harder than this. How did I do that? I responded well to the symptoms. I could use that same principle here. If I respond well to the stressor, I'm just going to have a better quality of life. The business gets better. So at that time, I just realized I have two options here. One, I can fold. I can just run away, get scared and be like, okay, my dreams of being a videographer, it's crushed. I, I just ruined it right there. My reputation is tarnished and I'm huge on my reputation. I had to man up about it. And this is when I was more functional. It was a very uncomfortable situation though and a very, very stressful situation. I had to tell the owners like, hey guys, I really messed up. The mic wasn't plugged in. I'd be more than happy to film this for you again. I could give you guys bonus videos, but I do appreciate your guys' time and I'm, I'm sorry I did that, but I'm willing to make things right. And it was, at the time, it was a very uncomfortable conversation because my reputation was on the line. But that's one of those, those moments where it really taught me that the principles I learned in recovery do apply to real life. Whether you mess up at a job or you're dealing with some life stress or some curveball that life throws at you, the way you respond to it, what you do about it will determine if you get to the next level and it teaches you the lesson or it kicks you back to where you were. I think a lot of the stresses we deal in life, you want to become that person who sees the opportunity for a solution whenever issues come up. So I took that approach to pretty much everything I did. That was probably one of the, the biggest moments where I applied that principle that your quality of life is determined by how well you respond to stressors. So. That really worked well. I applied it to my video business and eventually I transitioned over to creating videos about how to recover from CFS. And that in itself was also very, very stressful, especially in the beginning, because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to people messaging me on Facebook and Instagram. And as much as I love helping people and, and you guys watching this, as much as I love being that beacon of hope and inspiration, it is, it, it was a tough job, it still is today. And it is quite stressful, not only from just the videos on YouTube and the public comments and the 40 or 50 or 60 
private messages I get every week because people are essentially venting their life problems to me. And it's, it can be very dark sometimes. It takes me back to the times I was sick. But I always try to look past it. And I know that the reason people are reaching out is because they want help. And I used to be that person. So there were two options there. I could have said, this is too stressful. You know, I, I can't handle this. Or I could say, hmm, is there a higher purpose here? Is there a reason this is happening? Why are they reaching out to me? And I always have to remind myself, they're reaching out to you because they need help. And you can help them, Miguel. So yes, it's, it's stressful to take on that responsibility because you literally have the power to directly impact people's lives. You're gonna be stressed. It's not supposed to be easy, but it's one of the most rewarding things you could do. So reply to these people, Miguel. Give them your time. Give them the advice you would wanna hear. Even within the program, there's people who are committing to the program and their livelihood, their, their health, their whole situation, they are pretty much putting it in our hands. I have to be responsible for that. And sometimes at night I think, wow, there's over 90 people in the program who joined this, something that I created and it's my responsibility to, to help them get better. And so it's a lot to put on the plate and that itself can be very stressful, right? Because there was a time when I couldn't even take care of myself. So to take on the role of helping that many people, it can be stressful, but how am I gonna respond to it? Am I gonna freak out? Am I gonna lose my composure? Or am I gonna say, you know what? There's a solution for this. And the solution is helping them get better. And it's for a good cause as well. Whether it's YouTube videos that need to go up on the channel like this one, and it's, it's taking long and we haven't posted a, a YouTube video in like two weeks because the editing log is backed up, or we release a video and there's a bunch of mistakes in it, or, you know, a lot of different things that go wrong, maybe like the website breaks down or the video modules in the program break down and I have to go in and fix it at like midnight. There's a lot of stresses that go on, but I always just try to see past it and there's always a solution to a lot of this stuff, right? Most of the stresses in life, if not all of them, there is a lesson within it if you look deep enough, right? So growing the video business, running CFS recovery, they're all stressful things, but it requires a lot of capacity. And I think one of the most recent ones, and I, I wanna bring this up because one of the biggest stressors that I faced in the recent times, it was my phone literally got hacked. These people like threatened to release a bunch of private videos, right? And for me, I have a reputation to uphold. So that was, that was freaking me out, right? And that, that would really stress me out. And they were pretty much extorting me. And they literally downloaded the stuff off my phone and they were threatening to leak it all over the internet. They even targeted me, they were like, we know you have a book called Thriver, not Survivor. We know you have a YouTube channel. This is the YouTube channel. We're uploading all this stuff right now, uploading it to Instagram, and there's literally screenshots of it like loading. So it freaked me out, right? But at that point, it's like, what can I really do about it? Nothing. By the way, if it ever comes out and it looks like people are trying to tarnish my reputation, it is what it is, and uh, they never should have gotten out. It is what it is. And that's, that's one of those things that just comes up. You become a target. People want to go after you extortion. What can I really do about the situation? There are private videos. If they get out, they get out. It is what it is. What can I do about it? And I think at first I had like a mini anxiety attack, but then I was like, it is what it is. There's literally nothing I can do about it. It's literally out of my control. It's just one of those things that sometimes in life you can't control what has happened, but you can control what you do after that. Another example, just the other day, like my car broke down. I had an appointment, like a very important appointment that I had to go to that I could not reschedule. And I go to start my car, engine is broken, right? And I had important stuff to do 
a few days later. And I was like, if I don't have this car, I am screwed. I need this car to work. And I start snowballing and thinking, shoot, what am I going to miss? This appointment, that appointment, I have to go here. I'm going to have to cancel everything. And then I just stopped. I'm like, no, Miguel, you're, you're thinking of the worst case scenario, right? You're, you're living in the future right now. Let's think of right now. What is the solution to this? So after recovery, I think one of the main themes is you become very solution oriented and you're able to look at things from a more logical perspective versus emotional. You're able to see what's in your control and what's not in your control. So in that situation, for example, the car that was actually in my control, what can you do about it? Okay. Call around, see if people can fix it. Ask who knows what to do with it right now. I need to get to this place. So let's take an Uber. Let's take an Uber. Let's fix this car later. So go to the appointment, come back. And then literally two or three days later, we end up fixing the car. It was a minor, minor thing with the engine. We had to replace an engine coil. Meanwhile, I'm here thinking, oh man, I'm going to have to spend five grand to replace this engine. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss that. I might have to buy a new car. My mind would snowball. So it really comes down to looking for the solutions in the situations, or if there's no clear solution, what is the best option out? What is the best way out of this? So pretty much that's all I wanted to break down in this video is your capacity can be sky high, right? But obviously everybody has their limits. Sometimes I feel like I'm reaching my limits. I have to take half a week off sometimes or several days off and do nothing and just literally lie in bed all day just to rest and get ready for the busy week. But you can rebuild your stress threshold and you can rebuild it higher than it was before. In fact, much higher. I'll tell you right now, I'm way busier than I ever used to be. And I don't say that to brag about how much I can do because I know it's not sustainable to, to work this much. I'm working a lot. It's not sustainable, but I know it's not always going to be like this, which is also another thing I used to tell myself when I was sick. It's not always going to be like this. You're going to have times when you're more tired and more fatigued and run down, but you have to take your foot off the gas pedal. So like this weekend, I'm taking pretty much taking it off. And I've been taking several days off here and there throughout the week just to make sure my body is, is healing. So if anything, just take this video as proof that you can absolutely build yourself back up to a place where you're not just where you're at before, but you're stronger and better and more capable and have a higher stress threshold and you'll be able to handle more. You can build it up to that place, but it takes patience. It takes understanding the golden rule of recovery, but not just understanding it, also applying it and then translating that into other areas of life, applying it to other stressful situations. And if you do that, you're just going to keep building your life and it's going to be better than it ever was. And that's something I really want to preach here is being a thriver, not a survivor. A thriver is someone who has been through hardships and they didn't let it stop them. In fact, it catapulted them to new heights in life. And that's what a thriver is. We want you guys to be better than where you're at before you got sick, right? Your goal shouldn't be getting to where you were before you got sick, right? We always think back, oh, those are the golden days. If only I could get back there. You don't want to get back there. You want to rise above that and be even better. And so use me as proof. Use a lot of the stories online all over YouTube as proof that this can happen and it's possible for you. So I just wanted to share this with you guys, some words of inspiration. And I'm always here for you guys. I hope you get a lot out of this channel and this content. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment down below. I will see you in the next video.